Hey everybody, today is Monday, July 9th, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Welcome to Monday. For many folks, I imagine this is the first day back after a long weekend from the 4th of July. If you kept an eye on your inbox and you are subscribed to the Intelligame Recap newsletter, then you noticed yesterday that you might have gotten a new update with some recent recappings of things that have happened in the world of Intelligame. It's a really efficient way to stay in the know about what's happening. And if you are not subscribed, you can jump over to Intelligame.us and find a space where you can go ahead and sign up for that newsletter. As you may recall, I am attending the Game Devs of Color Expo out in New York at the end of this week. It was one of my favorite events from last year, and it was nice to have an opportunity to attend an event that was centered around creators of color and the works that they put together. I realized as I was watching the news, the generic capital T, capital N, the news yesterday, that it might be an interesting discussion to have about some of the meta of Intelligame. What it means to run a site, to have a platform, and how you decide what to showcase on that platform. It's something that I think we increasingly need to consider as we have tons of different places where we can receive information, quote unquote, news from, we kind of have to evaluate what the motivations are for that particular place and what kind of information we're receiving from them. So let's go ahead and jump into the power of platform. Over the past two and a half years, I've run Intelligame with the idea of being able to bring intelligent, informed gaming content and content about the world as a whole to this audience, to this readership. And over the past two and a half years, I've had to make some evaluations about what situations to cover, what situations to not cover. For instance, this summer, I attended three more professional, smaller conferences over the course of the summer, practice, Game Devs of Color Expo, and Games for Change, and didn't really spend a whole lot of time paying attention to E3, which is ostensibly a much larger, much fancier game show. But I had to make a decision that for Intelligame and for Intelligame's audience, I thought that there would be a benefit to showcasing these other smaller situations that other outlets might not be covering and to gain some perspectives that could be relevant to an audience that's trying to find ways to bring together their worlds of gaming and, well, their real world. These are questions that every media creator of any kind has to answer. What speakers do you choose to engage or not engage? What products do you review or not review? What situations in the news and media and current events 
do you address or do you not address? Inevitably, we only have a limited amount of time. And also, we have to acknowledge that with our platform comes a certain amount of authority. Whether that's small or large, listening audiences tend to pay attention and take with some sort of credence the information that comes from people that give information they consume. There's a responsibility that comes with that power, as Uncle Ben of Peter Parker Spider-Man fame would say. I thought about this yesterday while I was sitting down watching one of the large-scale cable news networks. I spent probably a good 20, maybe even 30 minutes watching a particular program and seeing the panel of guests that they had gathered, listen to the questions that they put together. And of course, there's a certain amount of analyzing the craft that I do, even as a game journalist or somebody who is been a game journalist in the past, there is a sort of uh, appreciation or an acknowledgement of the craft and, and an analysis that you want to bring into these situations when they might be situations you yourself will be in one day. I am watching this show and I'm thinking, well, why did you ask this particular question? What does this particular segue have to do with what came before it? And most of all, why did you bring on this particular guest? Now, in the world of games media, games criticism, games journalism, particularly in 2018, there are more games out there than we could ever possibly cover. There are game creators out there who are working particularly hard at making great products, and there are also scandals, controversies, bad actors. There are any number of things that folks may consider relevant information if they were hearing it from somebody who had what they considered was a position of authority. As curators of those spaces, as people who maintain the powers of those platforms, we have to decide, well, who gets to use our voice? Who gets to speak from our megaphone. Now, I'm not specifying names of the speakers or the network that I was watching yesterday, so I'm not really interested in giving them a whole lot of boost, or for having people make assumptions about how I feel about those characters or those networks just based on this story. But I found myself thinking just, just a few times, why is this network even featuring this guest at all. There were a bunch of times that the, it, it was clear from the onset that the host of the show did not agree with the guest or the guest's opinions. And it also apparently was worth mentioning that the guest had a new book that's coming out uh, tomorrow or the day after or something like that. So over the course of them conducting their interview and talking about presidential politics and whatnot. There, of course, were multiple times where the speaker said, well, if you want to know my opinion, well, you can just read my new book, which made it feel less like information and more like a commercial. Now, of course, we do have to recognize that most people, when they enter into these situations, are doing it with a motive in mind. When guests come on the Intelligame podcast, for example, 
usually there's some sort of intention to be able to bring a attention or action to a particular cause, a game coming out, a conference that's taking place. These are, are just the natural consequences of what happens when we talk about things. We generally want somebody to do something about the things that we're talking about. But there seem to be such a drastic contrast between the values and the mission of this organization and the speaker that they brought forward that I couldn't quite understand why they allowed their platform to be used that way. Now, I guess this also gets into discussions of confirmation bias and people wanting to hear both sides. But I do think that there's a usefulness in not letting somebody hijack your platform. In the gaming space, there are tons of games that come out that we have to make decisions about. Sometimes we don't cover a game because it's just not interesting or fun to us. And I think those are more often than not easy calls to make. For example, with the IntelliGame audience, considering we tend to focus on titles that have something to do with social justice or issues of current events or are very focused on narrative, makes it a little easier to determine that certain games that might not have any of those features just won't show up. But then there are other titles that have some sort of discussion around them. We have to determine whether or not they get to use our platform. Um, roughly a year, I want to say, maybe even a couple of years ago, there was a dual stick shooter that came out that was specifically centered around the idea of mass shootings. And you have to decide, is that something I even want to talk about to be able to give oxygen to that particular title? If I bring up its name, do I already inherently increase the possibility that somebody will type it in a search bar or tell a friend about it who may end up giving money to those people? There are also times where creators may be somebody, may be people that we come in conflict with. We have to determine whether or not the projects that they put together are projects that we want to give oxygen to, but to uh, potentially divert our own audience to. I don't think that these are simple questions. I don't think that they're questions that have definitive answers. I think that for folks who may just say, well, it's your job to just report and just say what happens, we also have to acknowledge that, particularly in 2018, we can see what happens in a world where just any information is allowed to flourish and supposedly be just tried by the people. Regardless of whether or not I am a game journalist or a game critic, there are a bunch of situations out there that I am not entirely informed in, that I will never be entirely informed in, and I rely on the expertise and the research and the curation of other people who have hopefully done all that legwork to guide me in the correct direction. To assume that somebody could just throw all the information at me and that I could figure out the best situation myself is, in many cases, for me, a bit of hubris. 
I just don't have the expertise or the knowledge, the mistakes that it takes to be able to really truly understand how something works. Even getting to this point in writing about games and about the world for the past almost a decade now, I still feel like there's tons for me to learn. But I also acknowledge that there are places where I'm able to convey information, places where I would hope that my ability to assess that, hey, this is a person who other people should hear from, becomes useful to those who consume this information. We have to acknowledge that whether it's through games or through political news or any other situation, YouTube, Facebook, the power of our platforms, one of the strongest powers we have. And I've told people a number of times that as individuals, particularly ones that exist on social media, one of the strongest, most underrated powers we have is the share button the retweet button, the place where we take our personal platform and say, this is something you should pay attention to. Because when information, when an article just comes from abroad, we might not trust it as much. But when it comes from our parents, when it comes from our friends, when it comes from people who we respect professionally, we inherently treat that with more credence. We inherently pay more attention to that subject. And like it or not, we also inherently tend to believe that information more if it's somebody we agree with. We might also inherently be more willing to write that off if it's shared by somebody we don't agree with or who we don't think is particularly accurate. The power of our platforms is something that we have to pay attention to, particularly in a world where pretty much all of us have platforms, whether we are media organizations or just folks with a Facebook page, the information that we share with the world helps shape the world in ways that never took place prior in human history. So, Think about the power of your platform. Think about what you're doing when you hit that share button. Hopefully, uh, it's not just media organizations like Intelligame and other folks out there that are ha asking themselves these questions. We should all be considering what it means to share information, and particularly what it means to let somebody else share information through us. course now this is the part in the show where i hope you'll take an action for intelligame the monday calls to action tend to be updates about the intelligame community and so this time around i wanted to give you a heads up that our social media handles have changed we used to be let's intelligame but after getting some feedback and also trying to do some brand clarification we decided to change over to intelligame us so if you're over on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, well, not YouTube yet, but we're working on it. Um, you can search for Intelligame Us and you'll be able to find our page. Let us know what you think. Drop us a like or a follow or whatever it is. 
Uh, I hope that this not only helps to, you know, keep the name of the site and whatnot clear, but also still emphasizes the idea that IntelliGame is about us. It's about our group as a community, finding opportunities to learn from each other and from the games we play to make the world a better place. So go ahead, check out those social media handles at IntelliGameUs, and uh, thanks a lot. Alright folks, that does it for another edition of Intelligame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin, and you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. Keep an eye out for more Intelligame content by swinging over to our main homepage, Intelligame.us, and of course you can find us on social media at Intelligameus. Keep in mind that we are doing a live stream on Wednesday. Jenny will be hosting Let's Intelliplay from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time, so I hope that you'll swing in and check out the games that she's playing and the community that we have as well. Also, keep an eye out for articles that'll be sweeping through the main homepage soon, and coverage from Game Devs of Color Expo taking place this Saturday. If you're going to be in the New York area, if you're going to be around Harlem, I encourage you to check the show out. It was one of my highlights from last year. I think it's a really awesome opportunity to spotlight creators of color and some of the games that they're creating as well. Anyway... This has been fantastic. If you've got any feedback, go ahead and shoot it over to podcast at intelligame.us or tag us up on social media. Until next time, keep Intelligaming.